While at the library in search of Art and Valentine's, The Coral Island, and Joseph Conrad's, The Heart of Darkness, I came across an edition of The Lord of the Flies that I had yet been able to read. An edition that featured not only a foreword by Lewis Lowry, but also an introduction by Stephen King. Now, this introduction by Stephen King almost holds a unique perspective, much like William Golding's inspiration for writing Lord of the Flies. Golding wanted to write a book about how boys would really act if put in a situation such as a plane crash on an island. Stephen King addresses that all throughout his childhood, he just devoured books, but all of these books had a false sense of just heroism, but you always knew what the ending was going to be. Such books like The Harding Boys. Oh yes, personally, I've only read the Nancy Drew books, but at every Nancy Drew book, even though there's danger involved or some sort of mystery, you know that Nancy Drew, and much like the Hardy boys, they're going to solve the mystery and escape danger, and it's going to be a happy ever after. But Stephen King reading The Lord of the Flies as a young, young kid, it was a huge switch. And what I found really interesting was that this book was in the adult fiction for him. And honestly, censoring books to young adults damages readers more than protects. Yes, I understand that some things need to be censored, but in the means of a warning or by adult supervision, it's all really a balance. I have read books in which my parents or grandparents have said, "Mm, that sounds kind of suspicious, maybe not, and that I just haven't read. And that goes into the importance of foundational parenting or just solid role models in adults that young kids could look up to. But students today are so closed-minded. The world is so connected by technology, by social media. I mean, we see news stories, yes, but they are from indifferent news anchors. Books, on the other hand, take time to produce and then read or even listen to. They make one stop and think. Whereas social media, television, and every aspect of life for the most part just demands to keep on going. Stopping and thinking or taking time to sit just feels unproductive in today's day and age. It feels lazy. Nobody really strives to go against the current when it's easier to sit back and float. Scrolling through Instagram or watching TV, I mean, reading books are on the descent among young adults, especially since society keeps flashing the neon, look at this, and click here sign. Books offer new perspectives, worlds, and ideas. 
I mean, looking back, do you remember a video that you saw on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat? Or do you remember what a certain book left you feeling? Books, then, when they are read, should not be hidden away because they offer dangerous ideas. The true dangers are the ones that social media can offer, honestly. I mean, there's research after research about comparison traps that have just ideas that make, and I just see it among so like among young adults today one just thinks man I have to do blank or be blank to be liked I have to be funny or rich or beautiful or skinny or athletic I have to get so many likes or views to be loved and such dangers have been factors in all sorts of just hurt from eating disorders suicide and I mean even the promotion of kind of a sex, like rape culture, and a rise in pornography along with it. Stephen King goes on to talk about the last character introduced in The Lord of the Flies, the naval officer who just blew off the survivors like, oh, y'all are just like boys. Oh, just chilling on this island. In this character, it was something that was shared with Lois Lowry as well. Just this anger at this adult, this role model who had failed these boys. I mean, the boys were there on the island because of an adult war that was happening. This naval officer is what inspired me to look into Harder Darkness and the Coral Island as the officer references this to the boy saying, oh, y'all are just like the characters in Coral Island just, you know, skipping through the sand. And so that is where I get to the Coral Island and a first analysis of The Coral Island and The Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, in which The Heart of Darkness is not as much as referred specifically in Lord of the Flies, but there is a huge theme of the boys having this heart of darkness. So I'm really, really excited to jump into this first little introduction analysis of Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad and The Coral Island by R.M. Ballantyne to really see if there was some allusions to these famous pieces and these novels that William Golding grew up reading. So first thing up is The Heart of Darkness. Now, by simply looking up Heart of Darkness... And looking at critic reviews, Common Sense Media already gives me a funny feeling about this novel, just like Lord of the Flies did. I'm kind of suspecting, and the the title kind of hints to this too. I would hope that one would think that this may be a book with darker subject material when its title is literally The Heart of Darkness. But Common Sense Media 
Smith's review states, The writing is dense and layered with symbolism and other literary devices. There is some challenging vocabulary, and there are complex themes best for mature teens. Well, I hope I'm a mature enough teen for this book. Quite interesting enough. There are quite a bit of film adaptations for The Heart of Darkness. Among these is Apocalypse Now, 1979, Heart of of Darkness, 1993, and Wendigo, 1994. And just from those titles, those are all quite dark subject matters, especially that of the Wendigo. So the Wendigo is, it's almost a folk tale, but just mythical creature. And it's just a monster. It's a cannibalistic monster that preys on the weak and socially disconnected. So, man, that's nice. Uh, In the legend, when a human becomes a Wendigo, it is because... Their spirit has been corrupted by greed or weakened by extreme conditions such as hunger or cold. And now this legend comes from native Native North American cultures just where it's just this scary it kind of in a lot of the legends it has a a head of a deer with antlers and just a skeleton almost with just very tall. It's just a very, very spooky, spooky, creepy looking. It just doesn't, The Heart of Darkness might be quite the interesting novel. Now, the Wendigo preying on the socially disconnected or the physically or emotionally weak definitely plays into what plays into the plot of Heart of Darkness. So the inside cover says that Heart of Darkness is one of the most influential works of the 20th century. Conrad's haunting tale exposes the grim realities of imperialism and the tenuous fabric that holds civilization together. In Heart of Darkness, Marlowe, a seaman and wanderer, recounts his physical and psychological journey to the center of the African continent in search of the dangerous and enigmatic traitor, Kurtz. While navigating the dark rivers on the Belgian Congo, Marlowe witnesses the brutalization of the, no- of the natives by white traders and struggles with what he discovers is the true Heart of Darkness. Wowza. So many things sounded familiar in that. The tenuous fabric that holds civilization together. Man, that sounds like a theme in The Lord of the Flies. So I am so happy to find a connection here. Now, the, the Heart of Darkness, it was written and published in 1899 and was actually a three-part miniseries in Blackwood's magazine. 
a story within a story. Perhaps because of this, there are so many reviews stating this book is not easy to understand, that the book is layered, even allegorical in most verses. And one Goodreads member even states, I recommend not to read this as a story, but as an essay. It might change how you understand it. Wowza. Now, maybe understanding it will come easier with understanding Mr. Joseph Conrad. But such an understanding will have to wait. Because predictions need to be made. So, based off this first little snippet, snippets that have been gathered, I believe that the main character of Heart of Darkness will really have a back and forth, have a big contrasting internal conflict going on in between what he wants, his greed, uh, what he's always known, and his job, what he needs to get done, and his humane side. I think he will see the native people being treated unfairly and he will just get mad but will also know, oh, he has a job to do. Much like George Orwell's On Shooting an Elephant. Now, I also believe that such imperialism will be that of the British Empire at the time as well. And that this story will really be kind of a shout out to what's going on at the time in the real world. Now, this book was originally based in a magazine. And so magazines, much like America's Yellow Papers back in that early turn of the century, 19th century times, there was a lot of sensationalism stories. It was so popular. I believe that this book will be much like those sensational stories, that they're a little just bam, wow, crazy mind opener to get people thinking about these situations that are going on with maybe a little bit of a twist. So those are the first predictions of a book that I'm sure will leave my mouth hanging wide open and my jaw to the floor.